What is going on, good folks? Are we in the holiday spirit? You better watch out. You better not cry. RPD is coming to a AirPods near you or whatever you use to listen. (laughs) Happy holidays, folks. Thank you for listening to this show for the last 15 weeks. It means a lot. Um, I'm really excited about the new direction. We're actually recording. Well, it's two days before Christmas. It's the 23rd and this will be the first drop of the new year, 2021. How about that? What a crazy year it's been, but I'm uh, really excited about this one. I've known this guy for a couple years. His name is uh, Justin legacy Bishop. He is a manager and tour manager in the music industry. He has worked with, he works with currently and has worked with on tour as his tour manager, uh, Marky Basie, really talented artist. If you don't know, you, you've definitely heard one of his songs and he also works with, um, another artist based out of Chicago named Kovu. I think I'm saying that right. If you're listening and, uh, you hear, I'm sorry, man, I Kovu. Yeah. That's his other guy. And he just, it has his hands full and is I just appreciate him a lot for taking the time to, you know, especially when you're close to the holidays to come on the show and talk for a bit. So he's really cool for doing that. Um, overall, just a really great guy and I'm thankful, you know, and grateful for him as a friend and for coming and taking a chance on my, you know, my show and being uh, vulnerable like oh and he just texted me we're about to bring him on in here very very shortly folks but yeah this 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 has been really cool i'm really excited about uh the guests that are coming on board in the future and you know i've I've been overwhelmed for a time you know it's like oh do i you know because like justin is obviously someone i respect and admire a lot so it's like when's the right time to ask them to come on the show, you know, or like other people like that. And it's just like one of my goals is to really just hammer down and just do it. So there is no right time. You got to do it. Here we go. Here's uh, my guest, Justin Bishop. What's going on, man. Can you hear me? Can I hear yeah, you? Oh, there we go. Awesome, man. Hey, th- thanks for coming on the show, man. I-, I really appreciate you. It means a lot to me. Yeah, of course. My guy. Yeah, uh, happy holidays! By the way, crazy that Christmas is in two days, right? Bro, it's it's insane. It's in it's crazy to even think about right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. But hey, I mean, good to spend the quality time. It's it's been a minute though. Like, how how have you been? How's how's life? Life is good, man. Um, you know, just taking every day one step at a time. Uh, just trying to figure out how to navigate in this this new this new way of life. So, uh, but it's been good. It's been, it's been a, uh, very humbling, um, period of time, but it's also, I've also been able to grow a lot too as well. So can't be mad at it. Hey, that's the, I love to hear it. I mean, as tragic, you know, I mean, I've hope, I hope you and your family and friends, you know, been able to stay healthy and all that, but it's, uh, as tragic as, you know, this year has been, I think it's been a huge step forward for a lot of people just because, you know, yourself included and, you know, myself were, we're able to kind of step back and be like, okay, 
how can I improve, you know, upon things that I kind of like, you know, weren't really thinking about, but now I have, um, time to do. So I, I, I'm, I'm really happy to hear that, man. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, and that was kind of the, the approach. Like once we went into quarantine and, and we had to like lock down, um, you know, the first thought in my mind was like, well, how can I be useful in this time? And I think a lot of people, you know, either went two directions. It was like, okay, let me focus on things, you know, you kind of neglect in everyday life because life moves so fast. And, and let me really focus on those type of things. Or people just took it for what it was and didn't really do anything. And it was like, I'll take the stimulus check and just go blow it on something. And, um, but I think for me, it was, it was, it was, it was the, uh, the latter of that. It was, let me, let me get really dived in into networking and building my network and learning a new skill and, and figuring out a way, how can I, you know, help my clients in a way that that's different than what they're, they're used to. So. I love that. That's, that's such a fresh perspective because, you know, I mean, even some of the previous guests I've had on the show, they'll talk to there's, they were, I mean, I'm definitely one of them at first I was kind of down, you know, and Mm -hmm. I was really curious to hear your perspective just because I know you've um, done work on the touring side in the music industry. And obviously that's taken it. I mean, it's not even a thing anymore. So I'm, I'm, I'm really happy to hear you're well, you know? Yeah, man. It honestly, I, the first few, you know, weeks, maybe even that first month of just being at home was, was, yeah, it was difficult. You know, you you didn't really know how long it was going to last. You didn't really know what to do. Um, and for me, we were on tour when all of this stuff (laughs) was announced and rolling out. So, you know, we were like heading towards the West coast in that moment. And, uh, we were like, Oh man, this COVID thing is really happening. And then I think when it was like the NBA was, was like, yeah, we're going to not have games. We are like, Oh, so this is like real. Um, and then, you know, come to find out later down the line, you know, we try to push it as long as we could and, and we end up having to cancel some shows, but you know, when tour, when you are touring for a while, you know, you, you do naturally just have that like end of tour depression because you just want to be back on the road and, and you're, you're experiencing some things that a lot of people don't get the opportunity to experience and you get to see the world, you know, I, like for me, I'm, I'm young. So uh, a lot of this time is, is, is me soaking in and, and seeing, you know, that there's more to life out there and, it was difficult at first. I, I can't, I can't even lie about that, but um, you know, it, you can't stay in, you can't stay in the slumps too long. <laughs> no, you got, you, I mean, even with uh, post tour depression, I was curious to hear your perspective on that just because, you know, I mean, you experience the highs of the highs and then it's kind of the lows of the lows. And it's like, you kind of got it. It's like, Oh, I'm not on the go. And I'm not yeah. experiencing like this range of emotion and just like feeling you know, on a yeah. nightly basis, but that, that's, that's crazy, man. I mean, I was in, uh, I was like two shows in on a tour and then I'm, I think we're at like the house of blues and it was like the TV was like, yeah, Rudy Gobert tested positive, And then the whole NBA, like kind of what you said. And it was like, yeah. Oh shit. And this is like, I gotta get, you know, I was washing my hands like every 30 minutes and then <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, the no, whole, it's, 
it's so strange because even then I think we were, we had, we had done a Seattle show and it was like, as we were doing load in and, 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 and sound check, we're like, I'm talking to the promoter and they're like, yeah, this is going to be our last show. And we're like, hold on for real. Like, are you serious? And after that, it was like, okay, so this thing's actually real. This is happening here. You know, before it was just like, oh, this thing's happening in China right now. We don't really know what's going on. And then now that it was actually in the States, you know, our last show was in Santa Cruz and we were like plotting for hours. Like, how do we do meet and greets? Like how, like we can't, we, we have to obviously make sure our client is, is safe, but we also want to make sure the fans are safe as well. And we were like, well, can we go buy hand sanitizer? We were literally going to every CVS, every Walgreens trying to find a hand sanitizer and there wasn't. And we were just like, we had this small little bottle that we were just holding on to on the bus. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, everybody, but this, we have to have this for me because, you know, it, it was what it was, but man, it, it was, it, it was an interesting time. And I think for a lot of people that, that live through this, it's going to be summer to, to 9-11. It's going to be like, where were you when this, when this happened? So it's going to, it's going to be an interesting uh, thing for years to come. Absolutely. We're good. We're, you know, kind of the perspective I've taken is like, we're going to remember this year for the rest of our lives. We either, you know, what lies ahead, you know, after this and it's like, damn, that was a rough year. And like, we recovered. I mean, I have faith. Yes. It's, it's in our human, you know, it's in our human nature. We kind of overcome adversary, you know, adversity and come together and figure it out. But yeah, it's very strange times, but I think hopefully, you know, we're on the, the we're, we're like over the I don't even know how to call it. We're on the good side of things, you know. Like we're yeah, we're on the up and up right now. <laughs> so hopefully, you know hopefully, things hopefully are on the right track. But um, yeah, man. I I well, this is some stuff that I don't even really know. Like you're, I kind of want to get into just like kind of your whole story though, just like from your early life, kind of to where you are today. So where uh, like where you? And you're from Chicago, right? Like what was it like kind of growing up? Where you? Uh, so I, I grew up in, in Evanston, Illinois, which is a North suburb of Chicago. Um, I didn't want to be that guy and be like, yeah, I'm from Chicago. Cause everybody would kill me for that. Right. <laughs> Cause yeah. it's like, you're not from, no, no you're, you're not, not from Chicago. You're from the suburbs. Um, but no, I mean, life growing up, man, I, I played sports most of my life. Um, I was a three sport athlete until, you know, like junior year, high school. Um, where I kind of focused more so on uh, football and track. Uh, but I had always had this love for music. I, I was, you know, I I tried the music thing. I was like, yeah, I want to be a rapper. And I performed and I, I was doing club appearances, like with, you know, some dudes that were older than me that I was on records with. And it was tight. But then, like, as life kind of progressed, I found my way, like, torn between sports and music because, obviously, sports was going to be my ticket to getting a scholarship. And, you know, in my eyes, it was my ticket out. Not that I had a bad life or anything, but it was like, oh, I can be put on. I can go to the league. And music was just, like, an activity at that point in time. I couldn't fathom the idea of, like, making it a career. Um, and I think the moment when I felt like it could be a career was when I got to college. So I went to college <clears throat> in Rock Island, Illinois, 
you know, played football there for all four years. But, you know, as an athlete, you know, that kind kind of comes your life on that level. You know, I played D3. I didn't really, you know, I tore my knee up in in high school. So, you know, a lot of those looks kind of went away. Um, but even even then on that level, it becomes your life. You, you you go to football practice after class or you got practice in the morning, weightlifting in the morning. So it's, it's a full full time thing. Um, but because of that, you know, our off season was. Was very light, you know, it wasn't like. We had to stay in the gym like we were we, we had like workouts twice a week or something like that until we got closer to spring ball but I was bored <laughs> I was bored stiffless like I hung out with my guys we played video games we went out on the weekends but like outside of class it was just like man there's nothing to do but sit in the library and just bs all day um and I think it was like one night we we just got like real hammered in the dorms it was winter time snow you're not going anywhere and we were just like, man, like, what if we did like a festival? And, our, and on campus, there were a lot of trees. So we were like, man, what if we cut these trees down? We had this festival. Like, it would be so tight. And in high school, I used to be the guy in my off seasons, you know, in between all the sports, I would throw parties. And so I was like, man, actually, this is it's probably not that far fetched. Like, I think this idea we can run with. And so, um, I ended up finding a dude that was on the team. He worked in the office of student life that handled all the events. And I went to him. I'm like, Hey, we got this idea of like having a music festival. Do you think it's like crazy? He's like, man, let's just put it on a piece of paper. And so we were in the library, we wrote up, you know, we, we searched every music festival possible, wrote up like a one sheet. And that day the principal, not the principal, Oh my gosh! The <laughs> president, the president of the school had had his open office hours, and we were just like, "Oh man, let's just print this out and just go for it." And we walked in, and we were like, "Hey, we have this idea. We don't really know where to take it." And behold, the school had had this event back in the '60s or something similar where it was like family and friends day or something like that. And they involved the community and they had music, they had food, they had activities. And we were like, yeah, that's what we want to do. But we want to have the biggest artists in the world show up here. And he kind of directed us in the right direction. And lo and behold, a year later, we were able to host our first festival. And I think that was like the moment where I was like, ah, maybe sports is just something for me to to get by and it kind of held my, you know, my scholarship and, and everything. But like I used everything I learned in my business courses to help me put on this festival and built a ton of relationships there. Our first year we had uh, Vic Mensa, second year we had GoLink and Smino, third year, which was our final year because we started our sophomore year was Marky Basie. And then you know, the rest that's, of the Okay. That, that, that makes so much sense. And that's kind of probably how you guys linked up and mm-hmm. right. Okay. That was a question yeah. I'm going to ask. So that's so cool though, how you started that up just like an, an idea, like, you know, you guys were that, I mean, sometimes those yeah. are, those like, are completely the best obliterated. Too. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just right. like, 
if you were in that room that day, you would have probably thought we were crazy for even thinking of that idea. But it was just for us, it was it was kind of just looking around and analyzing and being like, hey, students don't really like vibe with the events that are going on unless there's drinking involved. But we were like, well, they have music events. No one shows up. And, and our leverage was to go to school and say, hey, you're wasting your money. You're, you're putting your money into to acts that five students show up to. Let's let's kind of revise that a little bit. And regardless if it meant taking that away, it was like you can we can guarantee you. And I think we walked in there like so confident and making like big promises that we had no idea we could even achieve and just saying like, I guarantee you give us some time and, and we'll make it work. And so the event was called Slewfest and and they had this this body of water on campus that was called the Slough. So it was kind of a trademark to the school. And um, you know, we started off first year, 1500, you know, attendees. And then by the time, you know, I graduated, we were at 3000 people. Mind you, the school, wow. we had 2,500 students. So it was, it, it was phenomenal. And by the time we graduated, the school was sold. Like they were like, Oh, we love this idea. We can get recruits to come here. We can get wow. future students to come. And we, and we sat down and it was like, this is the reason why we wanted to do it. And it was like, we played sports, but we wanted to leave an impact at the end of the day. I mean, that's really what it's all about, but that's, that's amazing, man. Like, is it, well, it's not going on this day, but did it continue a little bit after you graduated or was it kind of like? Yeah, no, it's, it's still a, a living, breathing event on campus. Um, I think the year after we, um, the year after we graduated, they ended up having uh, Quinn, um, Quinn 96 come headline which I actually was, you know, I had the opportunity to just go and enjoy it uh, as a fan. And then uh, for the fifth year anniversary, they had Bryce Vine, um, which was was super tight. Um, I didn't have the opportunity to go to that one because I was on tour, but um, it's crazy. And obviously this year they didn't get an opportunity to do it, but, you know, me and the, the guys that you know, originally started the festival, we reached out and was like, hey, we want to make sure this doesn't die. Um, How can we help? And being able to be in the music industry now full time, it was like, I have a ton of resources. Let's figure this out, regardless of like what it is, you know, and obviously they have their budgets, but it was just like, I know people, I could be a resource, you know, and, and let's try to keep this thing going. So. That's amazing. And you just don't know what it could turn into. And it's, you kept it going. And I think that's amazing. Cause I mean, really at the end of the day, I mean, I, I, it seems like you get this, but kind of what I, the reason I do what I do too, is you want to be able to give back. You want to be, you really want to give back to your community and, you know, pave the way for the next person that wants to create their own festival or be a tour manager or just, you know, whatever they want to get into. So I, I, yeah, I really love to hear that. Yeah, man. No, it's for me, you know, it's ironically, I, I gained the the nickname legacy through football. I was, about to, I was about to ask why, <laughs> how'd that come about, man? <laughs> uh, well, it's, it's like super simple. My dad played at the same high school. He was an all-stater, you know, uh, and me coming in 
as his son, it was like high expectations, <laughs> super <laughs> high. Um, I was a great football player, but I, I don't think I could even touch him as a player. Football was different back in the 80s, so you know what I mean? But um, I kind of got that name through football, and but I took it, took it as something bigger than that, turned it into a brand, and was like, this is what I stand for. And it was all about kind of leaving an impact or a legacy. And now, you know, everywhere I go, I try to kind of plant that seed. It's like, man, I started from a suburban school. Yeah, I had resources, but everything up until this point is like, I've had to grind. I've had to hustle. I had to, you know, fight my way to be put in rooms where, you know, some of my peers won't ever have that opportunity. But to know to see me in that room, it's definitely possible. Yeah, that's, I mean, you, you, you learn through it all, whether it's failures or this person says no, or you just kind of have to figure it out and roll with the punches, you know, yeah. I mean, you know, swing it and then, oh, something works. Then it's like, okay, we have something here. And yep, yep. and then you got to keep, going. you got to keep, you got to keep repeating it. You know what I mean? And so it doesn't work anymore. And then it's like, all right, here we go. We got to pivot and find that same passion and, and grind and hustle um, in, in whatever that, whatever you're looking into. Yeah. Try, trial by fire, man. So that's what I love yep. to say. Just, you know, cause I, I think the bit, one of the biz, eh, can't even speak the biggest uh, <laughs> misconceptions about like all, you know, everyone that kind of works in music, it's just like, they know what's up and all that, but it's like, you know, you, you, everyone's kind of just figuring it out to see what works and what doesn't, you know, it's, it's kind of fascinating, but also it's like, we're all human. Like, do you think I know the answer? Or you know that? Like, no, man, like we have an idea and that someone thinks it's good and we roll with it. You, know? like, you got to roll with the punches, man. Yeah. That's, that's kind of what keeps it going through like, you know, the ups and downs. Um, ha- have you like experienced, you know, just cause like for anyone out there that's listening that may want to get into the music, like, I, I kind of want to hear you talk about like the highs and lows of it. Not, I mean, you don't have to give like specific details, but cause it, it's a very, like, at least what I've experienced too. It's just like a very, like, I mean, it's a, it's a roller coaster. Like yeah. you're going to go through these highs. There's going to be these lows where it's like, man, like, am I, what am I doing? You know, mm-hmm. but we fi- we just find a way to keep going, you know? So, yeah. I mean, there, there are like tons of, events in my in my life that up to this point that I can just pinpoint and that that it's like man I've been at the lowest of lows you know what I mean and even I think even in those moments it's kind of just like looking yourself in the mirror and being like how bad do you want it you know and and some points it's just like having faith that it's just gonna it's gonna work itself out too you know what I mean and I think for me um I think the biggest thing for me that I feel like people can relate to is, is, and it's very cliche to say, but it's so real is, is really not taking no for an answer. Um, and that there is always a way, um, I can, I can remember a point in time and I can give you a couple examples, but I can remember a point in time when let's say that festival we were putting on, um, it was year two, we had we had just had Vic Mensa come through and even to get that off the ground, you know, if you look back at 2014, 
you know, it was the um, Ferguson case was going on. Um, you know, a lot of racial tension was was really happening and, and really peaking at that point. Campus was really, I wouldn't say divided, but you can definitely feel where, you know, students that were minority were looking around being at, you know, predominantly white college being like, man, do I fit here? And for the group of guys I was with that put on this festival, all of us being minorities, we took it as an opportunity to, to step up. And because at the time Vic Mensa was so popular, our goal was to have Chance the Rapper and it wasn't gonna happen at the time at two, in 2014. But so we were like, man, let's just go for Vic. And it was almost like a, a, an aligning thing. You know, uh, we had Vic on our list and we had some students go over to Australia for like a term and they ran into Vic at a festival and was like, hey man, we thought about having you. We really want you to come to, to campus. And he was like, yeah, man, you could talk to my people. We'll figure it out. Like, you know, whatever. And during that time, we, we heard that. And we're like, okay, now, now we have to really make this happen. And we, we did our research. His girlfriend at the time actually went to August Nana for a oh, time. Wow. And so we're like, oh, well, we have to put this in the pitch. Like, this has to happen. As they were coming back to the States, one of the girls ran into him again at the airport and was like, yo, do you remember this conversation? Like, we really want you to come through. And he was like, oh, man, of course. Like, I'm going to, you know, do what I have to do. Let's figure it out. And we were getting down to the nitty gritty. And luckily, our festival fell like a week after Coachella. And it was perfect. He was available. But the dean of the school was upset because... At the time, it was it was the whole thing about film the police, and he was oh. like standing up, and we were like, okay, we understand that, but this is who we're gonna go with. They were very aware of it. We ended up closing the deal, and our marketing materials was were a picture of him in a film the police shirt, oh. and it wasn't for us. No. For us, it wasn't like. Oh man, we're trying to get back at the school, but it was just like, here's a great opportunity to, yeah, have a political statement, but not be ignorant to what's going on. Like, we wanted to kind of be very ca like cautious of what we were doing, but but also bring light to it. Um, and we we were in that meeting, and they're like, "Yo, you're not having the show," and we were like. Okay, so what's 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 the compromise? And you know, as easily as that show could have gone left and and not have happened, you know, in those moments you kind of have to pick your battles and just say like, hey, you know what? We'll change the we'll change the photo, whatever. And then we can fast forward to, you know, let's say me working with Mark. There are there are times where it was like you know, I was fighting for a voice, but, you know, I'm a young dude. Like I just graduated college and, you know, what I may feel is, you know, the, the brightest and best idea, you know, might not necessarily work in a room full of people that have been doing it for 15, 20 years. And, you know, and you've always, you know, coming out of college, you were the guy, 
you're you're the dude that everybody looked to to have a have a voice and um and have some creative input and just to be able to kind of swallow it and be like you know what my time's not my time's not here and to take the back seat and just learn um and then if you fast forward even more to today it's like well, now I was I was Mark's right hand guy, you know, moved my way up to from assistant to say a day to day or tour manager, and even having the ability to go to him and say, "Hey, I think this is how we should move. This is, you know, maybe we should focus on trying to get these things done, or even even bringing deals to the table." You know, I think when you start to kind of look at it, like, you know, the world's not against you. It's just you know, it might not necessarily be your time and to be able to take the the passenger seat or the back seat and just take the opportunity to learn and, and cultivate your passion, you know, the sky's the limit at that point, you know, because you are, say, in, in rooms with people that know a lot more than you and, and being able to kind of take the pride out of it, you know. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, I mean, for sharing those stories. That's yeah. very insightful. And, you know, I mean, honestly, this show is more about my own curiosity, if anything. So that, I mean, that's, that's crazy. I, I didn't know that, uh, that you did a show with Vic around all that, you know, controversial stuff. So, I mean, that's kudos for pulling that off. I, that I never would have known. Um, but I, I think, I think we, you know, you, sometimes you just got to take a backseat though and learn and kind of show like, like prove your worth, I guess, you know, it's like, okay, put the, show them that you work hard and you're about it. And then that you kind of yeah. gain the trust after you're, you know, you've shown them and then you kind of work your way up and yeah, get, no, get and that. I think, that, that's a huge part of music. It's yeah, trust, exactly. You know? Exactly. And that's what I was about to, what I was about to get into is like a, a lot of times when I talk to, to individuals that want to get in the industry and they're like, man, I just don't know how it's like, I tell them, what can you bring to the table? That's the only thing anybody ever really cares about. You know, anybody could could say they can, you know, work hard or or this, that, and the third. But it's like if you can bring value to the table and say, you know, this is what I can con- contribute day one. You know, a lot of times people will listen, um, and and especially if you're very persistent about it. You know, to to them, you may feel like. You, you, you know, you're being annoying, but you know, some, everybody wants to be in this industry, regardless, regardless if it's music, regardless if it's sports, regardless, regardless if it's film, entertainment is probably the most sought out industry out there because it's unorthodox. You know, we, we, we get to, from the outside looking in, live this such of a lavish lifestyle, which in complete honesty is not. No, it's not, <laughs> it's not at all. <laughs> It's a lot of work, but you know, if you can come in and say, Hey, I'm going to, I can do whatever you need me to do and, and kind of just be humble about it and, and, and provide something nine times out of 10, somebody's going to listen. If it's not the first person, it might be the fifth person. Just don't give up on it. Just, you know. Absolutely. It's just kind of even proving that loyalty. Cause like anyone could say they can work hard, but like, are they really going to, you know, put in those overnight drives or whatever, you know, whatever the case may be that you, you know, as a mentor of mine always tells me, like, you got to be willing to do what other people won't want, don't want to do to like yeah, reach of course. that point. Of course. And, and that kind of, um, 
that, you know, goes transitions into my next question though, about like you and your relationship with Mark, um, how, like, so you booked him as a headliner for the third year of the festival. How, like, how did like the working relationship start, I guess? Cause you work with him to this day. You've worked with him in the past on tour. Was it more of, he saw like, okay, these guys are about it. Or it was more of like, you're graduating and it was like, I'm figuring out what I'm want to do next. What do you, I don't know. I'm, I'm just curious. And I'm sure listeners out there are curious, like how you, you know, you worked with. Yeah. So it's, it's a funny yeah. story almost uh, to some people. They might find it interesting, but, <laughs> <laughs> but so we do that show, right. Right. And Mark's the headliner and we go to go pick him up from the hotel. And I'm on text with his manager and we're sitting outside the hotel and they're like dragging. And he hits me. He's like, yo, Mark's not feeling well. And I'm just like, oh, no, this can't happen right now. But he was like, yeah, he's still going to do the show. It's just going to take him a minute. And I was like, cool. Don't even worry about it. We have everything already set up. You know, we can, you know, you have this amount of time before the, you know, he's technically supposed to be on. You know, in a show, you have that turnover time, 15, 20 minutes. But for us, we we set our our turnover time for the headliner 20, 25 minutes, which is naturally a little longer than normal, right? Uh, we had a DJ on before, and so we I was like, yo, you got you got some time. Don't you don't even trip. We got everything taken care of for you. And they come down, they do the show, and they get there. Everything is already plugged in, crowd is jumping, and they walk up and do the show. Mark kills it, kills it. You would have never even thought he was, like, sick. Wow. And uh, we we get off stage, and, you know, I ask him, I'm like, yo, we have this meet and greet, but I know he's not feeling well. Like, is he down to do it? And he was like, no, let's do it. Like, he, he's down to do whatever for the fans. So we made sure he had, like, ginger ale and tea and everything, you know, Obviously, he had his rider or whatever, but we do the meet and greet. And the whole time I'm talking to to his manager, who, you know, now I work with. And he's like, man, you guys are so tight. Like, we've never done a college show and it's been this on point. And I was just like, man, you know, this is like three years in the making. You know, we take a lot of pride into this. And, you know, I'm glad that the, the show went well without a hitch. And he's like you know, have you ever thought about going into to the music business? And I was like, yeah, you know, I've, I've been applying, you know, I graduate this year. And he was like, cool, let's just stay in touch. I didn't hear from these dudes for months after that show. And and so I, I went on, I graduated, I was applying for every music industry job, like every label, every publishing company, every management and was getting denied everywhere. So I was like, man, I'm going to do sports. Apply for every like team I, I, I liked. So I was applying for the Bears, the Bulls, um, the, the Blackhawks. And I was just striking out everywhere. And at the time, because of this festival, I had already built a relationship with C3, who's the event promoters for like Lollapalooza and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I had been already 
working with them since my sophomore year. And so I had done those festivals during the summer. And because of that, I had built relationships and was able to go work a ton of other festivals, some rock, some EDM. And it was towards the end of festival season, um, like the end of like, uh, well, we had we had one that was in the fall. It was like around early October. And it was our last day there, or last show day there, and we were getting ready to load out. And I and I receive a call, and they're like, "Hey, you know, this is such and such. We want to, you know, we wanted to see if you were still interested in in working for us." I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> like, I, you know, <laughs> festival season's about to be over with. I don't know what I'm gonna do for the rest of the year." And they're like, "Cool, you know, we'll send you over, you know, the job description, whatever." I don't even think I actually read the job description. I, I like hung up that call and was like, yo, I'm, I'm about to go work with him. Like, let me finish up the, this last little week here, you know, on site. And even after that, I didn't hear from him for like a couple of weeks. And I think it was like, I think I received a call probably like at October, October 8th, right? And it was midnight. I'm sleeping on my dad's couch. And I receive a call and he's like, yo, you ready to come to LA? I'm like, yeah, like, you know, what's up? I'm 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 down. Let's do it. There's like, find the first flight out. So I found it, and mind you, it's midnight. <laughs> wow. I found, a, I found a 6 a.m. flight, woke my dad up, like, yo, dad, I'm going to LA. I, I just got the job. And he's like, all right, cool. <laughs> Took me to the airport and literally went out to LA. And from that point on, the first day there, I was on on set of his video, um, Cool. It's uh, um, Felix. He was like a German producer. And I'm sorry if I'm butchering, butchering where he comes from, but I think he's, I believe he was like a German producer and he had Mark and Gucci Man on it and literally went from the airport to on set of the music video and started working that day. Wow. Didn't know what I was doing. I was just like, yo, I'm here. What you need me to do? You need water. You need a towel. What, what you need me to do? And kind of just started from there and uh, really started off as the, just a roaming assistant. I helped his managers out with emails, documents, set in on, on a lot of calls and stuff. But, and was out there just thugging it. You know, I bounced bounced around from his manager's crib, stayed at Mark's crib for a couple months. And, you know, and I was able to kind of really just be present in that moment. And a lot of the times it was like I was going to studio sessions. We would leave at like noon. We, we wouldn't even get home until like 8 a.m. the next day and was able to just really kind of build build a really good foundation, um, a working foundation, which ended up turning into a brotherhood, um, you know, today. Um, but yeah, it, it, and to even kind of go back to what we talked to talked about before, it was kind of just like proving myself, you know, being able to just be present. So, so I got out there on that, on that, say October 8th, the 11th, we were getting ready to go on tour. Wow. Never had done merch. 
a day in my life and they're like, yo, you think you can do merch and just sell some t-shirts? I'm like, bro, whatever you need me to do, let me, let me just figure it out. Like, and I think at that time we were, the tour was uh, the BB Rexa tour. It was Mark and BB Rexa and they were co-headlining. And this is the first time I'm like around like mega stars. Like at, yeah. at that time, I think BB Rexa was considered a mega star. And I'm just like, not really in awe because I've been around musicians before, but it was just like, oh, this is how we, this is how you really do <laughs> do everything. And I'm just in there asking a million questions, just trying to learn. And we did the tour. And then from that tour, it was like, okay, now, you know, let's do some college shows. So I'm flying all over the country doing college shows. Probably halfway through that year, it was like, all right, cool cool, you've done enough of these, it's your turn. And I just started to travel and do college shows by myself. I, I learned everything about his production. I was setting up his stage um, and basically tour managing him, at least on the college level, um, for him. And because of that, it, it, it in turn allowed me to do uh, bigger tours and was able to tour manage for him. Um, and then from there, it was like, all right, cool. Let's the the production value of his shows kind of grew a lot bigger. And we did the Bellion tour, which was like an amphitheater tour. And it was like, all right, cool. We're gonna we're gonna bring in somebody. And you know, because I didn't have that experience. I was more so like, oh yeah, we're we're on opening tours. There's not really much for you to do as an opener. You kind of advance everything, but outside of outside of that that's really it and then obviously doing the college shows um but once they brought in the tour manager i kind of built that relationship with her and i was like you know the assistant tm to her and kind of just learning the ropes but i i went back to the team and was like hey you know i i know a lot about the operation like could i can i kind of move into a management role and so they were kind of open to it and and it kind of just skyrocketed from there. And so for, you know, the last two years, it's been kind of just growing as a manager and, and trying to bring in different opportunities, but also, you know, helping be a part of the creative process in a different way, more so than just being in the back seat. Wow. That's man. I, I, I love your story about how that, event turned into like this working relationship and how you really proved your value. That, that's, that's terrific, man. And it, it makes me so happy to hear that you're still working to get, well, you said brotherhood. So yeah. I know you guys are still, you know, <laughs> it, it would, when people say that it's more like, okay, this is like more than music, but obviously we still work together. Like, Oh yeah. No, for me, for me, it's like, you know, when I am with him, it's, it's like business, but you know, there are times like I'll just go to his crib and just like, just chill, watch the game. And it's, and, and it's like, man, I'm chilling with my homie, you know what I mean? And Definitely. Um, so, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's been cool. And for me, it's, it's kind of amazing because I, I, I don't know if I ever told them this, but I, I wasn't traditionally a fan of Mark. I didn't know who he was. And a girl I was dating at the time was like, yo, you should listen to this dude because we were looking for a headliner. We were striking out on every headliner we wanted. We wanted Made in Tokyo at first. He had came out with a project at that time. 
He's like, yeah, I can't do it. We wanted Kyle, but he, I spy came out at that oh, time. Man. He was like, man, I can't do it. And so we were just struggling. My, and, and, and the girl at the time was like, yo, you should listen to this dude. And we were on, I think we were on winter break. And I took a listen and I was like, man, this dude's so talented. And to go from being a fan to now being his homie and kind of like helping grow his career in a sense um, with his team, it's like, oh man, this is so dope, you know? So. Man. Yeah. That's, it's incredible. I mean, he's, he's a very talented uh, artist, you know, he's, you guys are definitely doing a great job and that that's just so cool, man. Um, you know, shout out to you and your team. That's, Great, keep great work. Keep up the great work. Um, on a touring side, I, I'm kind of just curious. What was it like on your first like amphitheater run? Like, what were your thoughts? Because I did an amphitheater run last summer, and it was like going from like small clubs and you know venues, bars, or whatever to like that. It was like holy shit! Like, there's like you know the headliners loading in at 8 a.m. Like, it, it's just a different like it was like okay i thought i knew what's up but no 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 this is completely different so yeah no um that tour was insane now mind you i didn't i didn't ever really go to concerts growing up i was a sports dude so most of my time was working out practices camps combines all that stuff so I, my only concert growing up was a festival that Northwestern held for their students because I lived down the street from the college. But when we got, I think it was like the first day we got there and it was like, oh, you know, load in at 7 a.m. Cool. And, and we get there and, and you walk out on that stage and you're just like, man, it's a lot of seats in here. And Shout out to, to Bellion and his team because I don't think on that tour, and that tour was like two and a half months, like 50-some shows. I don't think that tour, there was ever a show that seats weren't filled. I don't know if it was sold out, but from the look of it, <laughs> I think every seat was filled. And once we got to like, the point of um, like when Mark was going on and you just really like looked out, I was just like amazed. I was like, there's no way all these people know this. And once the show gets going, you're like in a vibe, you know, like whatever. But at, at points it's just like kids crying, kids screaming every word to a lyric. And it was like, wow, you know, this is what, this is this is really why we do music. Um, and I always tell everybody, like, music's a universal language. And you, you can see every walk of life in that building and every show. And they're all there feeling the same thing and, and, and everything. And it was just, like, it was really beautiful to see. Um, but, yeah, no, that was, that was life-changing. You know, I, I never thought in a million years that I would be, be put in those type of situations. Absolutely. It's, it's kind of, I mean, just from my perspective too, it's like, and it seems like from, you know, the way you grew up, 
like well the music industry it's not like a job you just like fall into it's more of like well okay i take it back you like fall it's not like you're you're, you know i you you don't seem like you you know about this or like i wasn't like i want to tour and you know manage and all that like when i you know you don't think that when you're little and playing sports growing up but like it kind of things it's just funny how the way life aligns because someone like yourself and a lot of other peers that I know, you know, that we probably both know, you know, they kind of just fell into it too. It's like, it was kind of like, well, shit, I want to do this. Like, all right, let's, let's do it. You know? So I I think it's really cool just to hear different stories like that. So. Yeah. No, um, it's, um, it's crazy. I think my, one of my biggest moments, even though I didn't do a single thing, but get marked to the show, um, was being in in Madison Square Garden with oh, wow. Mark and G Easy, but this was like the first time when I was like in a room, and I'm looking around and I'm like, wow, like one second Cardi B's walking by, and then the next second you know Sabrina Claudio's walking by, and it's just like why, like what what did I deserve to be in this <laughs> room right now? And it was like. And it was really crazy. I, I honestly think like when, once Mark got on stage and I texted my mom because I sent her a video and I was like, mom, I'm in Madison Square Garden right now. Like you cannot, like there's no words to be put towards it. I like I have videos, but like even that sold out show for, it was like a hot, um, the jingle ball for iHeartRadio. So it's like, you know, all the biggest artists that year were in the room and, and then thousands of thousands of fans just there singing along and it was like this is unbelievable you know and and for me it was like cool I'm absorbing this I'm being in the moment but then the moment I walked away it was like oh this is what I'm working towards you know this is this is what I want I want to see for Mark what I want to see for any client that I work for is to be standing in Madison Square Garden at a sold out show and everybody singing the words and you know, I'm still striving for that today to this day. That's amazing. I mean, that's that's definitely to do a show, that's definitely on my like career bucket list at least. And um, you know, one day I think we'll I'll I'll get there, but obviously with oh, State of the sure. World, you know, it, it's I mean <sighs> well it's a bummer. I mean I I I had I mean, I'm not going to talk about what I was going to do, but like I, I had a good looking year planned for this year until everything got canceled. So I, there was a good chance that that was going to happen this fall and it's a bummer, but I'm a very optimistic person. And so I yeah. we'll see what ha- happens in the future. And, you know, I think it's all about adapting and figuring out how you, you know, you can provide value and just keep moving forward. So, yeah. um, I think I think it's going to be if the music industry can like hold itself together to the point when shows are going to come out. I think a lot of people that work behind the scenes are going to see things that like they can never even imagine before. I think they're going to be so many shows and artists that have never sold out like full tours are going to sell them out. It's going to, it's, it's literally going to be like record breaking and it's going to be insane. And, you know, I wish everyone the best when that day comes. I'm I'm, I'm staying patient and, you know, I'm, you know, I've, I've picked, you know, in the meantime, picked up a filler job and it is what it is. And it's, I don't hate it, but it's like, it's, 
kind of like hard, you know, a lot of my coworkers don't know what I've experienced and stuff. So it's kind of just like, yeah, like for sure. Yeah. In two years down the line, you know, yeah, for sure. It's like, I probably won't be there. You know, <laughs> hey, trust me, trust me. I've, I've been in that same yeah. situation, man. Like, you know, there, there are times where I was like, shit, I couldn't even pay my rent. And now they're telling me like, you got three days before you, you're out. And, and I live in LA, you know, LA is not the, 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 I don't want to say cheapest because it's far from cheap, but it's, it's not even the reasonable, <laughs> like most reasonable place financially. Um, but yeah, no, I found myself in those situations. And even, even now with, um, with everything that was going on, you know, I, you know, I had to step away from the Basie camp and be like, yo, I need some type of stability. Like we aren't doing shows you know, the money isn't coming in as frequently. And for me, it was just like, that was the best decision for myself, but also as a team, because it was like, I'm not going to sit here and, you know, say like, oh, man, I need money when I know, when I can see the books and be like, you know, everybody, everybody, everybody was going through a tough time. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I, you know, thank God I'm still able to be in the music industry and, and still be in, in some form of management. Um, but yeah, no, this, this whole thing really shook up the world and people really had to start really thinking about how we operate as a society. Um, but there, I, there will be, and, and it's coming um, a day when, you know, everyone can kind of get back to what they were doing and loving to do. Um, and you know, it's just, it's all about having faith and kind of sticking, sticking it out, you know, I completely agree. And, uh, I mean, kind of what you said earlier, just like, I, I, you know, there'll probably be more shows than there are people behind the scenes to work them. So it's going to be yeah, very interesting to say the least, but like I said, you know, if we get a hold of it together for the next six months to, you know, a year or so we'll be in great shape, but, um, yeah, man, this is kind of the part of where, you know, I, I let the, the guests talk about their future plans or if they have any closing thoughts, you know, it's the floor is yours. I, uh, I definitely always appreciate, you know, someone like yourself coming on, you know, yeah. and it's one thing, you know, I'm trying to work on with the show is like, cause I have so many people that I want to just hit up and be like, Hey, come on. But it's like, I think, well, you're going to be the first episode of the new year. So it's like, it's oh, going to be great. Man, that'd be dope. <laughs> yeah. It's coming to the you know, the first Tuesday of 2021. So this, it's going to be cool, but you know, well, going back to my point, it's just like, I've been, you know, this is going to be episode 16, I think. And it's uh, like, damn, like they're dope. I want to have them on, but it's like, am I ready for it? But it's one of my goals is just to like, not think about it so much. Like it's just a conversation, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, you know? And I, so I, I really appreciate you for, taking the time so close to the holidays and um, just being, you know, a great guy that you are, you know, this was a really cool episode. I'm sure everyone got a lot of value out of it, but um, yeah, if you, you know, any closing thoughts that you have, anything you want to plug, anything you want to say, this is like <laughs> your time. You can plug up all your Instagrams and all that if you want, or you can just say, <laughs> Hey, like have a happy, you know, whatever, whatever you, you do, man. Yeah. Um, no, I just want to start, I want to start by saying, you know, thank you for, for having me, you know, come on, you know, we've had a, um, a working friendship 
for for a while now and you know we really haven't had the opportunity to fully connect yet but I, I, it's coming not about that man Damn. <laughs> it's coming it's coming um but no you know I, I i really appreciate you you know you know what i mean because there are people out there that don't really know how to to go about it or even have access to people that are uh in positions that they want to be in so you know i commend you for starting this you know, being an entrepreneur and, and a self-starter to just go out and, and, and keep that passion alive. Um, but what's my future look like? Man, I, I it's hard to say. I'm, I try to dabble in a lot, you know, um, because, you know, I'm, I'm a, a creative in an unorthodox sense. You know, I don't really make music like that anymore, but, you know, I, I found... I found ways to to kind of keep that that alive. I, I've dabbled back into to writing, so I've helped write a couple records with a client, um, a client or two, um, and and just trying to build different avenues. You know, I'm I have a uh, a startup company. I'm trying to build on my you know my own uh, called Good Advice, um, where we kind of help on the project management side for for upcoming artists that don't really know how to, to handle that um, and also want to kind of take their career to another level. Um, so we do that. Um, we also manage to, but, you know, our focus is a lot on uh, project management. Um, but I just, I just continue to just want to do more, be, be as involved as, as possible as I can. Um, you know, we have a podcast, uh, kind of within our company that does the this, this similar thing is where we we bring in individuals that are doing very well to in our eyes um, in the, those industries and kind of bring light to them to kind of help those individuals that don't really have access to, to those individuals as well. Um, so, you know, we've had people in, in the sport world, people in, in music, and, you know, it kind of hit like a plateau because of covid and and everything but you know hopefully we can bring that back um in the new year um but yeah man i I, i'm i'm very i'm I'm very excited for what the new year holds because you know it's it's unknown but it's also in my hands to 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 make everything happen so who knows we'll see and uh you know (laughs) yeah that now that's great i'm excited for you i'm glad that you're just keeping it going and figuring it out like everyone else you know it's all we can do but again man i I really appreciate you um everyone if you want to give him a follow or hit him up with a question or just whatever uh, he's on instagram don't know the exact app but justin legacy bishop is his name if you search it up i'm sure at legacy bishop legacy bishop okay there we go literally on every social media um except tiktok I'm holding off. I'm really <laughs> trying to do it, but um, yeah, at Legacy Bishop, feel free. You know, I'll always answer, even if it takes a while. I always, I always answer. So, um, if you have any questions or advice or anything, you know, feel free. Awesome. Hey, thanks again, Justin. I appreciate you, and uh, we'll definitely stay in touch and chat soon. Cool, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs>